Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live here at WYSL till 1 p.m., so give us a call if you want to participate in the show, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Also live across the social media channels on A Free Solution, the Facebook page, A Free Solution, the YouTube channel, and the Kevin Wilson pages too. Wherever you're listening today, thank you for being here. Shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark. Catch and show a little bit later, but we still appreciate y'all being here too. And and the podcast as well. Shout out to the podcast listeners. And your, and your immense patience for me not posting the podcast on time <laughs> from week to week. Thanks again for being here today, wherever you're listening. Appreciate it. And so today couple of things to talk about no it's fun. it's funny i i was talking when, when when tim and i were talking last thursday we talked about like whether or not governor hokel was going to institute any new restrictions you know and i was like ah, i don't know what we had recorded the show on thursday night before the the new mask mandate had, had kind of come out and so i was like i don't know i i didn't think lockdowns are coming and i still i don't know if they are going to come i think they're going to be too politically unpopular to do but it it does seem that we have a new mask mandate, that Governor Hochul has uh, instituted a new mask mandate that's going to apply to all sorts of public places. Uh, she says that uh, – and I'll, I'll quote her on this. We'll, we'll, get, we'll give the governor's side before we, we tear this up. It says, as governor, my top priorities are to protect the health of New Yorkers and to protect the economy, the health of our economy. The temporary measures that I'm taking today will help accomplish this through the holiday season. We shouldn't have reached the point where we are confronted with a winter surge, especially the vaccine at our disposal. And I share many New Yorkers' frustrations that we are not past this pandemic yet. I want to thank the more than 80 percent of adult New Yorkers who have done the right thing, got vaccinated. If others follow suit, these measures would no longer be necessary. I mean, yeah, we do have a, a super high vaccine rate, and it's, it's kind of frustrating to see that uh, we have even more cases. And it's not fair to just blame that on people who are unvaccinated. Uh, I mean, again, I'm a pro-vaccine. You should get vaccinated, but it's not totally fair because part of the surge is happening among people who are vaccinated too. It doesn't fully protect you from like getting sick altogether. It it does a pretty good job of preventing you from getting extremely sick, hospitalized, and dying, but it doesn't fully protect you from getting sick. And because we have a surge in the overall numbers of people getting sick, uh, we're, we're we, I mean, the state of New York is instituting measures to try to, again, if I'm putting a positive spin on it, uh, trying to protect the vulnerable in the state. And they're doing that through mask mandates. And so, you know, what they're doing is they're, they're instituting this mandate for anyone who doesn't have a vaccine requirement at a business. So all indoor public places, unless uh, businesses or venues implement a vaccine requirement. So we'll see if businesses are going to shift towards that. What's been interesting is that at least here in Rochester, uh, we've been seeing like some businesses kind of go back and forth on this stuff, right? Like a few 
had implemented a vaccine requirement and then ended up backtracking on that because, you know, for various reasons, it was, it was difficult to enforce, difficult to check, things like that. So they decided it wasn't really worth the hassle, uh, especially kind of in the, the late summer, early fall, when people are like, well, you know, things seem to be going the right direction. Maybe this isn't necessary anymore. Now that there's a surge, you get more difficult decisions, right? And one of the interesting things is, is, is I'll say this. If you're a business owner and, and you're dealing with this, I'd be curious what you think about this mandate. And, and I'm trying to keep an open mind. Like I, I've seen some business owners like we, we had one on uh, a few months ago. Uh, oh man, I, I need to make sure I get the name right. But it is a pizza owner. And I'll, I'll check the name of that real quick. Uh, who, who, you know, he seems to be not interested in complying with the mass mandates. There are other businesses that I've seen that that definitely like the mask mandate. And, and, and I'll explain why. And it just because I'm trying to keep an open mind about this. If you're a business owner, would love to hear from you. How do you feel about the, the, the mask mandate? Are you happy about it? Are you mad about it? What do you think of this? And, and just to, to if you're wondering, like, why on earth would anyone be be happy about it? It's the reason why is they said that they, they kind of wanted to have a vaccine or, or not vaccine, have a uh, a mask mandate because their employees wanted it. That they uh, their employees feel like they're unsafe. They're worried about catching COVID themselves, even if they're vaccinated. And then, uh, so what they try to do to protect their employees is to to make the the customers wear a mask, right? But if it's not required by the state, they have to make that call themselves. They have to be the bad guys. They have to be the ones to be like, yes, you have to wear a mask in here, even though it's not required. So. That makes things more difficult with some folks who are like, ah, no, I'm not really interested in, in wearing a mask in this situation, right? And so I'm trying to keep an open mind about that. Like I I respect that some people might feel that way. We talked about this with the, the hospital thing too, right? Like a lot of medical facilities in part didn't want to have to make that tough decision uh, because they uh, – they, they didn't want to be the, the ones that have to be the bad guy. They didn't want to have to be the ones to say, no, we made this decision and we're not letting you into this place or we're, we're making you wear a mask if you're going to go into this place or get a vaccine if you're going to go into this place because uh, that's what we've decided. Instead, you know, small businesses could say, ah, it's it's the state. It's not our rule. You know, why are, why are you, you – you, uh, don't don't be me. There are employees because of it and you shouldn't do that anyway. Don't be a, don't be a jerk. Small businesses are going through enough, uh, but but that's that's the case for some business owners doing that. And again, just trying to do this is I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying I'm trying to understand where small business owners are coming from too, because they're saying they don't want to be the bad guy. It's easier for them to say, "Sorry, not our rule, guys." It's just that the state of New York is making us do this. So so please wear this mask because the state of New York says it's not us. It's not us denying you. It's the state of New York. You're a business owner. You have thoughts on this. Give us a call. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, anyone else who wants to call in and, and weigh on this too, would love to hear from you as well. Um, and, and so with, with this mask mandate, um, well, a couple of interesting things about it, right? So so one is that, uh, you know, it's it's time limited, at least. It's not uh, one of those rules where we're going to do this indefinitely. Um it's going to be reevaluated for January 15th uh, based on how the surge is going. Uh, 
So it might keep going after then, might not keep going. We'll see. Don't know. Uh, and and the other thing that, to, to keep in mind with this is in – I probably won't have time to dig into this, this segment. Is, is do mask mandates work? Are they effective? I always try to keep this uh, – I always try to keep my uh, my philosophy anchored to consequentialism, right? Like does, does this actually work? And, and the answer is uh, the results are mixed. And then the third big thing that's going to be a factor in the uh, in the mask mandate for New York is are the counties going to comply? Now, you may have seen like several counties like they, they are – it's kind of listed as these counties aren't complying with the mask mandate, um, including if you're listening to WYSL, they had a news update before my show started that said uh, that Livingston County wouldn't be uh, complying with it. Well. What they actually said is they won't be enforcing it. Again, I've seen a bunch of places say like, oh, they're defying the state. Well, sort of. Yes, but it's not like it's a free-for-all. What they're saying is that they don't want to have to be the ones to do the dirty work of a state uh, dictate, right? They, they, they don't want to have to be the ones to do the dirty work of being like, okay, state of New York is saying that you have to wear a mask. We're going to uh, go after – people who are accused of violating the mask mandate and, and deal with that through our health departments. They're saying, no, no, if New York State's going to make this rule, they can be the ones to enforce it. We'll just refer complaints away. And that, that's what Livingston County did or is doing rather. I'm saying uh, – I'll quote the, the, the supervisor says, Livingston County takes the position that we will not be enforcing the state mandate at the local county level. Any state mandate of this type should come with corresponding state-led oversight and resources from the state government, not push down the counties to handle the work of enforcement for an unenforceable mass mandate that is due to be reassessed in approximately 30 days. And I think that's a fair point. This is, a, is an unfunded mandate on, on the county health departments if they're expecting county health departments and county governments to do this. If the state wants to do this, they can either – enforce it themselves or they can provide resources for the counties to do so. You know, so I'm sympathetic to the county governments who are like, well, you know, we don't we don't want to have to get mixed up in this and dedicate more of our limited resources to enforcing a new rule that's only going to be around for a month and where a lot of people are confused and frustrated by it. All right, so again, if you are a business owner or someone else who has to deal with these mass mandates, give us a call, 585-346-3000. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. 
All right, welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kev Wilson today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you all being here. Get live on WYSL to 1 p.m. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Talking about the new mask mandates coming from Governor Hochul. More mandates, more mandates, more mandates. Some of them unfunded. Yeah, so uh, again, a few counties are, are kind of taking a similar position as, as Livingston County, where it's, it's not so much like if you, uh, you're in that county, restaurants and, and other businesses aren't going to be subject to state fines. If and like, it's not like they, you're going to be able to go around maskless in these places, right? Because remember, it's 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 a state rule doing this. So, as I understand it, if I'm wrong about this, you. you, you you give me a call. It's just that the, the county governments in some of these places aren't going to go out of their way to go and report and enforce alleged violations against these businesses. And you know, and, and keep this in mind too when, when you're going into a business, maybe even one that you like. If they're willing to take the risk and defy the, the mask mandate, you know that's that's their choice. If if they're not, don't don't be a jerk to them. Just just don't shop at that business because if you go in, make a big stink, they get a violation for that. That business ends up, you know, getting hit with a, a you know, up to a thousand dollar fine for that type of stuff. That that's just my 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 thoughts on that. You know, I don't I don't want to be a jerk to that business, even if I might not like a mask mandate. You know, even if I'm like, well, I'm I'm vaccinated, we should we should be over this by now. And and again, another note on on, on the mask mandates. Again, the 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 evidence on the mandates themselves. Are are a bit mixed, right? Like so. That's that's um, the issue with this is that with masking in and of itself, there are certain ways to wear a mask, certain types of masks that can be effective, and you know you should evaluate what works in what makes sense for you, right? Like you're wearing like an N95 mask, you know, that provides better protection for yourself. You know, the, the surgical mask that does help prevent some of the droplets and whatnot from spreading. It's not perfect. Some of the studies that came out about it, if you're wearing that long term in an enclosed space, it doesn't matter <laughs> after a while, right? Like if you're uh if you're um sitting in in a small ten by ten room for two hours with someone, you know, enough of that those particles are going to leak out that it doesn't provide as much protection anymore. So that's something to keep in mind with, with the mask mandates and what you do. And then, you know, some of the, you know, cloth masks or goodness, Tim O'Connor says you can crochet your own mask. But you, you could. It's probably not going to be that helpful. And if that is complying with, you know, the letter of the mandate, but certainly not the spirit of the mandate and enough people are doing that, then and effectively you have – a mandate that's that's not actually accomplishing much at that point, right? You know, if people are wearing, you know, thin single layer cloth masks, and then they think that that is good enough to provide adequate protection for themselves or others, and they're willing to engage in riskier behavior because of that, that's that's not good. That that ends up creating more danger, and that's why you have mixed results with some of these mask mandates now. I don't know that I would go so far as to say, well, well, then we must mandate better masks for everyone, right? That's that's not really where I want to go with that. It's funny. I've talked with other 
anti-mask folks where that that ends up being their conclusions. Like, no, no, the the, the issue is, you know, in schools and in, and in other settings, is we've got a we've got a mandate that we have good. You know, uh, government-approved masks. There, I'm not, I'm not sure it wouldn't go that far. Again, the the cloth masks were better than nothing in a pinch. It's just that, given what we know now, it seems to me that it's not the most effective thing. So again, the the results on these, on the mask mandates themselves, are mixed only because people are doing the 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 least they can do to comply with the law itself. It sounds like we have a call on the line though. Steve from Pittsburgh, Steve. On your mind. Yes, hi. Good afternoon. How are you? Fantastic. Good. I have well, a thoughts? basic question for you. Do you yes, know sir. what the, the legal basis for this latest mask mandate is? Uh, the legal basis is that we, we are accepting the authority of the governor as legitimate. <laughs> but yeah, well, do, do you want to go into that? Well, uh, when we had you know, all of the mandates when Cuomo was governor, he had the legislature had ceded him the authority to, he had emergency powers. Mm-hmm. So so he could, he could do these things legally. As far as I know, Kathy Hochul has not been given any emergency powers. So Correct. absent legislation seems to me that there's no legal basis for this mandate. What's your opinion? Yeah, I think she had declared a state of emergency. I'm going to look that up right now. Uh, emergency powers. But yeah, in the in the beginning of the pandemic, you're right that the legislature had actually given Governor Cuomo the authority to act pretty broadly in, in relation to response to covid um, and I think the current governor, Kathy Hochul, had declared a state of emergency. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not fully prepared to speak to what extent that is constitutionally allowed. Um, but what something politicians do frequently is they know that even if it stretches the limits of their authority, right. by the time it gets through the court system to actually challenge sure. and get a stay on that authority, a lot of times it's already kind of a – a fait accompli, right? It's yeah, it's already happened. And I understand that, but um, it, it just seems to me a uh, an overreach. Um, and um, you know, we've we've been there before. There are a lot of us who are just getting very tired of uh, of, of of governmental mandates, loss of freedom, what have you. And um, I don't think she's doing herself any favors. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you, um, you know, and, and I'm frustrated with it just as anyone else, right? Like, how, how can governors get away with uh, mandating something to every single business in New York State? And if it is going beyond her legal New York State Constitution authority to do that, where is the accountability? Where do they get held in check? Where where do they receive any type of accountability for for going beyond her powers. And I, and I and the only people I know that can hold her accountable to that is the legislature, and I'm not yeah. holding my breath for them to do it. No, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I just thought I would bring that up. It's been bothering me since last, last week. And, um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate listening to your show. All right. Well, appreciate you, you listening, and, and I appreciate uh, you calling in, too. Again, if, if you... 
folks listening out here today would like to call in, give us a call, 585-346-3000, 585-346-3000, if you want to call in, like Steve from Pittsburgh here. Or i got a number scrolling across the screen on the uh, online stream as well. It says 866-552-1009. Either one will get you to our station, and you can call and participate in the show, or you can just talk to our producer, either one. Um, and... And Tim says they extended the Emergency Powers Act when they said they didn't. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up during the break because I, I want to make sure I get this right on you know, whether or not her powers were legitimately extended or if she declared a state of emergency and has decided or the, the council has decided that this is within the scope of appropriate emergency powers uh, when you declare a state of emergency so that you can implement health protecting measures again even if it's fully legal that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing to do as i've said before i don't know that it's right to to punish businesses if you have individual customers who don't comply with a mask mandate Uh, i don't necessarily think it's the right solution for every business in every area of the state because a statewide you know uh implementation of something like this i've said this always before you got to find a good balance between like Statewide mandates because the situation in New York City or Long Island might be different than what it is in the Adirondacks, Rochester or the Southern Tier or Livingston County, whatever. Uh, And then doing it on like a neighborhood by neighborhood level, I never thought made sense either. That's a little bit too granular. It's something that we were doing like partway through the the pandemic where you could walk – I could walk like a block from my house and go from a a very restricted zone to like a almost not at all restricted zone. I was like, all right, that's that's a little bit silly. We need to make it a a bit broader than that. Um, And – and yeah, I mean, just again on the the science of mass things, again, they they sort of work, but like some of the stuff, like maybe doesn't make sense. You know, Tim's pointing out, like you know, things like wrestlers wearing masks. I'm like, I I don't know that that seems a bit silly to me. I, I don't know that you're you're actually accomplishing something if you know you're, you're breathing heavy within you know touching distance of each other. I think at some point in time, it's it, it's more about looking like you're doing something than than actually accomplishing something useful, but. If you are a legit scientist and you know mass stuff better than I do, give us a call, 585-346-3000. We'd love to hear from you. Again, from what I understand, that masks work well in certain situations, in certain contexts, but it's not a perfect solution, and having a state-mandated mask mandate doesn't necessarily control an outbreak as much as you think it does because of how people comply. If people comply well, you have good information, it's going to work a bit better. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Again, give us a call if you want to participate in the show, 585-346-3000, 585-346-3000. We'll be back with more on A Free Solution in just a few minutes. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thanks again for joining us. We're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m., so give us a call. If you want to participate in the show, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or if you're listening online, Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, or the Kevin Wilson pages, leave your comments. If they're good, we'll put them up on the video, read them on air, lead to more discussion. Shout down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in New York. Appreciate y'all. And our friends listening on the podcast, too. Wherever you are listening, thank you for being here. And... Oh boy, I'm a, I'm a Marcus Williams, my friend. He, I, he just left the comment on the show. Love you, Marcus. He, he send me an all caps, all caps comments. Says we will not comply. We will not give in to tyranny. Stand up, <laughs> speak up, and don't shut up. Take action. I want y'all. I want y'all out in Radio Land to know that this was this was an all caps, so you knew uh, the, the energy that Marcus is bringing. So he was a uh, run for city council before uh, I just had him on the show. Always fun to talk to. Um, again, if you, if you guys want to call into the show, give us a call, 585-346-3000. And, and I did want to just read off. I found the executive order that uh, supposedly gives Governor Hochul the power to uh, to do things like a mask mandate. This was on the 26th of November, 2021. And, you know, just to, to – it says that like – the gist is that when the governor is uh, – declares a state of emergency for a legitimate health reason, uh, that's – they're able to, to modify laws, so it says now. Therefore, you know, whereas a whole bunch of reasons why they uh, why they're doing the order, why she's doing the order, it says whereas or now. Therefore, I, Kathy Hochul, governor of New York, by virtue and authority invested me in the Constitution, the laws of the state of New York, hereby blah blah blah, that a disaster has occurred in New York State for which the affected local governments are not, unable to respond adequately, and I do hereby declare a state of, of state disaster emergency for the entire state of New York through January 15, 2022. And that's why the mask mandate is uh, <clears throat> going through there. And, you know, part of that uh, part of that order says, you know, they're able to do what's necessary to protect state and local property and provide other such assistance as necessary to protect public health, welfare, and safety. In addition, by virtue of the authority vested in state law to temporarily suspend or modify any statute, local law, ordinance, order, rule, or regulation, or parts thereof of any agency during a state disaster emergency. Um, and basically, yeah, she's able to, to modify laws to respond to the emergency. Again, not saying it's legitimate, just saying that this is the, the legal authority upon which they are making the claim to be able to do things like implement a mask mandate. Right, it, that she is saying she has the authority to to do this to all the businesses in response to a disaster. Read the executive order. This is the power. Now, again, unlike Governor Cuomo, Governor Cuomo had an actual 
thing from the, the, the state legislature. I didn't think it was a good idea, but he had something from the state legislature uh, confirming that, that he had all these powers. This day of emergency is time limited to January 15th, but she is free to, as far as I'm aware, renew that as she sees fit, for better or worse. If you don't think that's a good idea, well, you should probably take it up with your state assembly and the Senate folks and uh, talk to them about it because they could probably do something about it. We could do something about it in the next election. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who, who who's running. Hear that Larry Sharp guy might be a good fella. We'll see if he, how he does. <laughs> uh, but anyway, on this thing, again, if you have any other thoughts on this, I, I might be moving on to a new topic now, but if you have any other thoughts on this, 585 346 3000 that's five five three four six three thousand we're gonna see how this plays out right like you got yeah and my producer did bring up something interesting to me too is like do, do private clubs have to comply with this if this isn't a public thing do they have to comply actually i have no idea if, if you're a lawyer involved with this stuff you understand what what the the nuance of this law means you know if you have a a, a private establishment do you have to have a, a mask mandate does it count as a a public venue if uh it's limited to membership or other things Honestly, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not involved in in, in the legal stuff with this. Um, but if you you have thoughts, give us a call five eight five three four six three thousand. Again, we're going to see what the counties do. Um, you know, like as as far as I know, Monroe County, where I live, they're not uh, they're not doing anything in response to this in the same way that the uh, uh, Livingston County is. They, they said. And we're just Adam Bello and 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 um, Mike, Doctor Mike Mendoza just said, you know, we're encouraging people to take the free rapid tests, uh, which is good. I I think that's a I don't know about the enforcement thing. I don't know how they'll do it, but like the free rapid tests, I think are a good idea. You know, again, I've used those. Um, they work pretty accurately, pretty decent. If you want to, you know, make sure that you are, uh, you know safe to go somewhere you may want to make sure the relative is safe to, to come visit you you know if you want to see if your cold is you know maybe something more serious they work pretty decently if you use them right and my, my big issue with the rapid test is that we've had the technology to do this since march of 2020 and it took a long time for these to get distributed at a commercial level <laughs> where you're able to just walk into a drugstore and buy them and the big reason behind that is because the federal government is – well, the FDA specifically is slow and inefficient, and they were also worried that you know, there would be kind of user error and people would be like, oh, I, I tested negative, but I didn't uh, – you know, but, but they didn't actually do it right, so people would be going out and engaging in risky behavior. Look, I mean like the, the new norm is – and probably ought to be if you're actually feeling sick and you can not go to work or not go and hang out with a group of people, then you should probably do that. You should probably stay home. Like now, like if, if someone shows up to a family party and they're like blowing their nose every two seconds, uh, you know, I uh, <laughs> don't really want them near me anyway. I'm like, I don't know if you have COVID or the flu or any other thing. Just stay home, man. Um, and, uh, Let's see. 
Garrett Kane says, every healthy person should go take a county rapid test. It'll bring the positivity rate down. You know, Garrett, you're kind of right. That's why I like when I when I look at like the positivity rate for some of these things, because we have so many more so much more access to like testing, right? Like when, when someone is sick, they're going out and they're, they're taking the test and you know, the people who are most sick are most likely to go get the test. So is the, is the, the, the case positivity rate actually a good indicator of how sick people are? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the the closest thing to watch, and and this is a factor in the mask mandate supposedly too, is is the hospitalization rate. Like that that's that's the real number to to look after this. Uh, and and Garrett goes on to say sampling bias stats one hundred and one. Yeah, no, for sure. Like that's that's what you want to look at. And if you're you're oversampling sick people, you you have a um, oh, I forget the term for this, but but basically the the self selecting uh, folks uh, of who's actually sick is showing up, and you're, you're getting a higher rate of positive tests. Well, yeah, it's because the people who are most likely to be sick are that. And again, now, especially with the, the use of rapid tests, what a lot of people are doing is they're getting the home kits. They feel sick. They take one of those, and then it shows up positive, and then they go and get a PCR test, right? So they're they're more likely to know. If it shows up negative, they might just be like, well, I'll probably chill out for a few days, but I'm, I'm going to, um, you know, uh, I'm going to just not ha- not go in and expose the public to whatever I have instead. And Man, I, I'm getting a whole bunch of comments uh, here in relation to this. Thank you for the comments. Marcus, well, you, you sent me like four paragraphs, my dude. I, I cannot read that all on air, but you know, over the break, I'll make sure that I will read those and get the gist of that. You know, if you if you want if you want to type that much to me, folks, I can't always read this while I'm talking on air. It's hard to read and and talk at the same time uh just give us a call 585-346-3000 again that's 585-346-3000 you can always call in have these discussions happy to uh to to discuss these things with you um and again and if we don't do that the the one thing i I was hoping to get to today i don't know if i'll get to it now is is talking about the uh the new proposal coming out of california uh which is is kind of a response to the uh, the texas abortion ban law where they're now trying to open up suing gun manufacturers as private citizens which, which hey listen we talked about this on the show that this is what this is what a lot of two a libertarian said would happen like hey look that 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 victory especially as the supreme court looked at it in the, the texas abortion case is a pyrrhic victory it is going to have a cost for other issues in this country and it's looking like it's coming up for Second Amendment. It's gonna it's gonna make it easier for private citizens to sue gun manufacturers and 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 potentially threaten your right to self defense. So when we come back, we'll ra- we'll wrap up some more of the uh, the 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 mask mandate stuff we'll wrap up some more of the 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 stuff going on with that i'll read some of your comments best i can you get your again you're you're sending a whole bunch my way and then uh and then we'll talk about the uh the california uh gun law something coming out from from governor uh gavin newsom and yeah well i yeah i I know it sounds like we have a call but but just uh, to my producer do we have enough time to take this call we want to take in the next segment all right, so we are going to take a break now. Just sorry, guys, had to work some stuff out. Uh, appreciate y'all being here. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll take a call from Marcus in Rochester in just a few minutes. Uh, talk to you soon here on a Free Solution.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, and... I, I believe we still have a call on the line. Do we have Marcus Williams from Rochester on the line? Yes, I am Marcus. Here. Hey, Marcus. How are you, bud? Hey, Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Fantastic. All right. So, so what's on your mind? So you're gonna, you, you sent me a bunch of paragraphs of information that I could not verify, but happy to talk it out over there. What, 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 are, you, what are you thinking about? All right. So with the um, so the other day, uh, it was Mike Mendoza, Adam Bello, and. Uh, Mayor, Mayor, I guess elect, I guess you call him now, Malik Evans, were on mm-hmm. the TV at the warehouse receiving 750,000 tests for Monroe County for those uh, rapid home tests. Right, rapid, now, rapid tests, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So now for those tests, that's enough tests for every single individual in New York State. I mean, not New York State, but Monroe County. There's 750,000 mm-hmm. people. So that's only going to increase our positivity rate drastically. Now, you think right now we're seeing people that are going to get tested, most of them that are either concerned about their health in general or feel sick. So they're more likely to test positive because they're already under that guide. Now, that number, if you take the number that we had before they started issuing the test, and I don't know what it looks like right now, but it was, by population, 0.002% of the population of our county. Now, during that particular right. live that they were doing, a reporter asked, they said, well, what about the 40 to 50% faulty negative rate that these tests have? What's that going, how's that going to impact it? And Bello came up, and then Mendoza after him, and they said, we understand that these are going to increase the positivity rate of what's going on in Monroe County considerably. So this is just the way. Sorry. Well, that's it, right. You know, and, and again, that logically makes sense. We talked about that. Like more people, if you have more access to testing, you're going to have more positive cases because people are going to know that they're actually sick, especially if you have, you know, one of the asymptomatic cases or one of the mild cases, right? Like maybe you wouldn't go and get tested before. You'd think that's no big deal, but now you're going to, right? So I think the big deal is like, you know, how do, how do you respond to this, right? Like do you look at just the positivity rate or do you look at the hospitalization rate, which is I think the actual metric that needs to be looked at if you're taking any government action, particularly if it means restricting our liberty in some way. I I agree with that. My only concern here is that they admittedly know that these tests are faulty. They haven't done any independent verification by the county themselves. 
you're, I, I tell you what, you're, you're going to need to send me like some some links on that because I cannot find. I, I try. I only tried looking during the break, and and I didn't see this. I, I can't find anything to suggest that these have a a high faulty rate because if that were true, I, I think it would be a big deal among a lot of people, right? And I, I, not just the mainstream media news outlets, but but I mean a lot of people would be like, hey, if if this is if this has a uh, a big rate of failure, then then why would we be distributing these particular tests to the population? So if you can find me something on that, you know, I'll talk about it on my Wednesday show. But before then, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to accept it as a fact. No offense to you, Marcus. I know you're a smart guy, but like, uh, I, no I I need to verify I, this for myself. I'll do my best to find find that live that they did the other day when they received them. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. I got to get back to work. Um, keep doing what you're doing and keep fighting for our freedom. Fantastic. Thanks for calling in, Marcus. I always appreciate it. Uh, and, and I think we have another call on the line, too. Charles? Charles from Pittsburgh. Charles? Yes, hi. What, what, what's on your mind, sir? Oh, sorry. Oh, that was awkward. Okay. Um, so I got to I gotta say the, about this whole mask mandate thing that uh, our new governor, uh, 2.0, is doing. Um, yeah. I, and I have to say, it, we did this in 2020, um, and if it didn't work in 2020 and we still had the virus running through new york then what would make her or everyone else say yes this is a good idea let's do this mask mandate again because it worked in 2020 i you know i wish i had an answer for you on that you know i I think the reason why they're doing it is in part because there's some mixed evidence to suggest that maybe masking works and it's important for them to look like they're doing something right like there's a crisis happening covid's are com- numbers are rising they have to take action and it doesn't matter if that action's ineffective it's the appearance of doing something that is is important in some of these cases and i don't think that's for everyone but i think <laughs> oh, go ahead no, uh, could i say two more things and then uh, bring up the whole california thing heck yeah okay uh one um when you talk about uh, the testing, yes, the, the numbers are going up, but it's it's not ta- they're not talking about the deaths. They're more talking about cases, which is a, a different scenario compared to what we had in 2020 when they were talking about deaths. Now, mm-hmm. and this is something that you can look up on the CDC site, that sometime this month uh, they're coming out with two separate tests, one that will be able to detect covid and the other one will be able to detect the flu and be able to separate the COVID from the flu, which is why we didn't have the flu in 2020, at least not as much. Yeah. No, that'd be interesting uh, to, to, to see some of that stuff. And actually, we should have rapid tests in drugstores for the flu, too. I don't know why we don't have that. Did you have another point to make? Uh, no, that was that for that. But going on to the California thing, um, and then I'll leave you alone. Um <laughs> My my whole feeling on just what you said, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about what's going on with the whole California and the gun thing. If you make if if you now say that for a gun manufacturer to be charged liable in the state of California to say, you know, this guy carried a murder, murderous act, and now they're going to sue the the gun maker, so that would prevent all gun stores being, you know, selling guns, because that would, in return, make the, the market for guns go up in the state of California. Um, but, I mean, that's a different stretch. But then what they're really doing is taking away gun shops, and no one will be able to buy a gun 
regardless if they had the money to be able to cover all the fines and the fees and everything else that goes along with that in, in the state of California. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, that's that's exactly the intent, right? Like their their intent, their goal with this is to make it impossible for gun shops to operate in the state of California and to make it impossible for uh, you know, guns to be there because then the, the companies can be sued. And, and, and you can see that in – I'll post the, the kind of screen grab from the office of the governor, um, uh, but, but he says, I have directed my staff to work with the legislator and attorney general on a bill that will create a right of action allowing private citizens to seek injunctive release and statutory damage of at least $10,000 per violation plus costs and attorney's fees against anyone who manufactures, distributes, or sells an assault weapon or a ghost gun kit or parts in the state of California. California. If the most effective way and efficient way to keep these devastating weapons on the street is to add the threat of private lawsuits, we should just do that. And this was my worry with the Texas abortion suit. If it got through the Supreme Court and they allowed that sort of private action to take place, is that it would have these other ancillary effects that it would end up pushing states like California to say, well, if they can sue private abortion providers under a private lawsuit instead of enforcing it through state law that's been declared unconstitutional, then we can do the same thing for guns. And that's exactly what is happening in California. And I'll post a link to that. You know, Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this on another day because I only have a minute left. But Charles, I just wanted to thank you again for, for calling in. Thank you for listening today and uh, bringing a few points to this discussion. So always appreciate everyone. Thank you again, Charles. And thank you, Marcus, for calling thank in. Thank you. Uh, plenty, plenty of calls today. Love it. Lo- lo- love when you guys participate in the conversation. Makes the show a lot more fun. Uh, but again, if you want those links, I posted a few links to the executive orders, to uh, the, the stuff going on in California and a few other things. Make sure you follow us online at Free Solution, the Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, and the Kevin Wilson pages. Thanks so much for being here. I'll be back on Wednesday. Tomorrow, more Larry Sharp. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you then.